friends in a movie. Two 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 friends in a movie. Big Man and Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. Big Man and Sixto. With Sixto and Nat. With a new podcast, <laughs> it's Matt. It's six Thank you so much. Hi. <laughs> He's talking stupid shit, right? <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is the podcast where Matt and I talk about a movie. Anyways. Hey, man. How you been, man? Hey, I'm chilling, man. <laughs> Over here, you know. What's wrong with you today? <laughs> Why are you so chipper? Yo, I'm just living my best life over here. Are you, though? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, congratulations. Hey, thanks, man. I just don't trust any of what's happening right now. Why? Because <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Have I ever steered you wrong in the past? Yes. When? <laughs> when you made me watch Freddy Got Fucking Fingers. Hey, that movie is a masterpiece. Shit. Anyways... Uh, Scholars look back <laughs> at our lives hundreds of years from now. Yes, you know what they're gonna say. These, go, I'm glad these people are dead. <laughs> it's gonna be a university class based on Freddy Got Fingered. Fuck. Yeah, I I don't doubt that, but not for the reasons you think. Listen, listen, we're here to talk about uh, a movie. Matt and I, I'm, just, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, I see that. Like, <laughs> shut me down. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm moving on. <laughs> you brought it up, man. We're done with this with this fucking hey, movie. You you brought it up to me. Um, this uh uh today, Matt. <laughs> we did that part already. Oh, <laughs> today, Matt and I are going to talk about the leftovers. No, we're not. No, what are we talking about? The holdovers. The holdovers. The leftovers TV show. Yeah. You can see how into movie. this movie six times. Well, actually, can I say no? I was very. No, uh-uh. All right, that's it. I was very surprised at how into this movie I was oh. from the go, from the get go, from the get. I got and I went. Wow, I was into the movie. Anyways, this is a 2023 movie uh, starting Paul Giamatti. I think a lot of people have seen this movie. I think a lot of people were into this movie. Yeah, it's getting it, a lot of buzz. Yeah, Oscars. Yeah, I got a lot of Oscar buzz and it has a lot of um. Of a uh, big high praise for uh, for it, and I can kind of understand why. Not to spoil it, but I guess I kind of did. Um, uh, what? Why don't we talk about the movie? What? What? What is the movie about? What is Matt? the movie about? So going into it, yeah, I knew very little of it. I knew it like Paul Giamatti, yeah, which I'm a big fan of, yeah, and that it was called The Holdovers, yeah. That's all I same. Did. I was like, except I didn't know the name. I knew fifty percent less than you. He did, but that's life in general with us. Um, so I was like, I wonder, I wonder what a holdover is. And then I was like to my wife, I'm like, you want to go watch this movie? She's like, sure. What's it about? And I was like, I don't know. It's about Paul Giamatti being in a movie. But people say we should see it, so here we are. This, um, is, this is a movie about Paul Giamatti being in a movie. Yeah. The end. That's that's all you need to know to get started. A movie. With Paul Giamatti, I'm in. 
So the movie takes place in 1970 mm-hmm. uh, in a, a northeastern town. I don't know if they yeah. say which town. I don't think in. so. But it's a it's a generic northeast town. It's snowing. It's cold. It's the middle of winter. It's right before starts right before Christmas, and he works in a college. He's a professor in a college, and he's generally disliked. No, not at college. It's a it's a. Oh yeah, a boarding it's school. a boarding school. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a boarding school. He's a professor at a boarding school, um, and he's generally disliked throughout the school. The faculty doesn't really like him. The students don't really like him. No one really seems to care for him in life in general. As you find out through the movie, he has no family. He has nothing to go home to. Uh, so the school is on break for Christmas, and all the kids are going home. And there are a bunch of kids, five or six kids, who have nowhere to go, so they stay at the school. And they're called holdovers. Hey, and that's where you get. I the made the sing round. It was no five, no six kids. It was like five or six kids. It was four kids. Oh, well, that's not nowhere close to five or six. It's nowhere close, man. Oh, well, there were four kids. Yeah, if you ate six hot dogs or you ate four hot dogs, there's a big fucking difference. Yeah, where'd you get that many hot dogs? Is there really that much difference? <laughs> yes, I mean it's different with like. Two hot dogs and four hot dogs? Four, yeah. Four hot dogs to six? No. No. You're already invested. <laughs> I think you were in the ballpark of eating too many hot dogs no. when you got to four. Yeah, you're ready. Like, <laughs> you stop counting at four. <laughs> if you've already eaten too many hot dogs. Fine. Anyway. Yes. So, the, and the, most of the school closes because you got to remember it's 1970. So, like... The technology isn't what it is now. So they cut the heat off. They cut just electricity yeah, off yeah, yeah, yeah. to most of the school. So they're they're kind of isolated to like just the main buildings uh, of the school. Um, and there's this one kid who is staying, who is has a they're all rich kids to begin with because it's yeah. boarding school in Northeast. They're all white rich kids. And at some point, one of the kids' uh, mother comes or father father comes. And takes them all away on a helicopter. But the only way they can go is with parents' permission. Right. And there's one kid who they can't get in touch with their parents. So all the kids leave. And then the movie becomes Paul Giamatti and the one student whose name is Angus. And the cafeteria worker. The cafeteria worker. Who, uh, whose name is Mary Mary Lamb. Uh, and they're the three people left. In the, and there's a janitor too, but he only see him a little bit throughout the movie. Right. He makes little appearances. Um, so you have Paul Giamatti, who is this disgruntled, angry man who no one gets along with. Right. You have this one kid who is a spoiled brat to begin with, yeah. whose mother left him on Christmas, so he's angry and has nowhere to go. And then you have the the cafeteria worker who just buried her young son because he died in the war. Yeah. Uh, so all these people have different heartbreaking background, but they're all the same kind of boat. They're all yeah, miserable, yeah. upset, lonely people. Yeah. Um, and from there, the movie, uh, which I think, from there, the movie, which I think I best described as a sad, funny movie, sort of like, uh, you know, it has like that vibe of like something that it's funny, but it's too realistic. So it's a little bit more on the sad side or it hits you like in all the waves of it. Um, this movie then takes on to the, them doing the Christmas thing because now that the rest of the kids left except for this one kid 
it, it's Christmas and it's about them connecting all three of them and understanding their path and seeing how everybody's not that different. So um, towards the end of the movie, uh, uh, so that we can get into the details a little bit later, um, uh, and a spoiler here. Uh, Ooh, spoiler! That's the that's the spoiler. <laughs> At the end of the movie, Paul Giamatti uh, sacrifices himself so that the kid doesn't get kicked into military school, and he loses the job. But in doing that, he gains so much. Well, and I think you skipped a big part there. Well, I, I want because I don't want to get into those details until we. But why did he get kicked out of school? Now I'm now I'm a mystery. What what happened? Well, now you got to listen to the rest of the podcast, bro. Oh, damn! We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> You like butter? We don't. Peanut butter. Peanut butter for your ass. We're back from the commercial. What? <laughs> that was the commercial. What? What's the name of the product? Peanut butter for your what? ass? What do you do with peanut butter? <laughs> is it like a slang? Like, yeah. for you? Like, oh, it's peanut butter for your ass. Yeah. Or is it really for your butt? No, it's for is it like preparation eight? No, like it's it's peanut cool. butter. It's peanut butter for you, but in good slang for your ass. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Always is it crunchy? <laughs> I guess it's two kinds. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um. Anyways, this movie. Now let's go into a bit of the details. Now that you know the basic, the basic structure of the movie. Um, what a fucking great movie, dude. It was a really good movie. I think my wife enjoyed it more than I did. It's a great story about people. Yeah. It's a feel-good... I shouldn't have said funny. It's a feel-good sad movie. Uh, you get to experience firsthand a lot of growth mm-hmm. from three different angles, mm-hmm. which is really well done because I think it it... it, it it's hard to find a spot where it doesn't relate to somebody. Right. Because the three people are coming from three different places where you could see yourself in a little bit of maybe Angus or a little bit into Paul, a little bit into the Mary character. Like somewhere in there, you got a little bit of you. Um, and you could see uh, how they force each other to grow. Yeah. Uh, there's nowhere to hide. Like when you're in a big school, people are around, you don't have to be forced into uncomfortable situations. Like, oh, you want to do that? Okay, you go with those guys. I'm going to go hide in my office. Here, he's, Paul Giamatti is, uh, he has to take care of this kid. He's the only right. guide. He's the only guardian for this child. Um, and he's not a father. He's not someone who brings up kids. He's not someone who gets along with people very well. So he's forced. He stinks. Yeah, he stinks, man. <laughs> he no, needs literally peanut butter for that little <laughs> he stinks literally, and he stinks, um, uh, uh, you know, as a Physically person, and literally. and literally, right? Like he, he, he has like a, some disease where he kind of has a smell, um, and he kind of makes you feel for this You know, when the movie starts, you kind of feel like Paul, the polyamory character. He's one of those teachers or coworkers that's a know-it-all, and you can't because they have a position of power. You kind of don't question what they're know-it-alls, right? You know, and he's very uh, a by-the-book type of guy. Yeah. Like, 
But everything these turns. Are, these are the rules. You don't yeah. bend the rules. Right. This is how we have to live. And everything turns into like, you know, the Romans or, you know, the Greek. And he's like, shut the fuck up for two minutes. And you kind of feel bad for these kids because once the, the first the, the first group of kids that stays behind are supposed to be just four. Four? Four. And then uh, the Angus Tully character, Tully, uh, gets is talking to his mom and she's like, hey, I'm not picking you up because I'm having my my honeymoon with my new husband. And he's a new holdover. But the whole situation is like when you see these characters, these kids, they're all assholes, which kids are. Which they are, especially rich white kids. Yeah. And then you kind of don't feel sorry for anybody here. And then you don't feel sorry for Paul Yomari because then he's that asshole teacher. And the only person that you really feel sorry for is Mary Lamb. Because you see her, number one, she's a black woman in 1970 in a white, rich kid school yeah. cooking. And number two, her kid actually went to the school because she was able to put him in because she worked there. And once he got out of the school, you find out he can't even go to college because she didn't make enough money to send him to college. And because he's fucking black. So he had to join the army. and He gets killed in Vietnam. Like, it's all fucked up, and he's the only character that I legitimately felt actually bad for in the whole movie. Yeah, I felt bad for, I felt bad for all the characters, because you could see the Paul Giamatti character, whose name is actually Paul in the movie, so it's weird. Right. So like, <laughs> um, he obviously struggles deeply with social skills, because mm. uh, I don't think he's a bad person or a mean person. He just doesn't relate well with people. But he's one of those people that has that problem, and I'm sure I'm cutting you off. And then he creates a shell to cover himself from people. Yeah, he's a well, he does. He, he he's his own worst enemy, as that he doesn't have the social skills to relate, but he thinks he's too smart to take advice or mm -hmm. experience life a different way from anyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's right; he's a closed shell. He doesn't let people in just because I think he feels superior to everyone around him. Or he feels inferior. He has he covers it by, by yeah by trying to sound superior, which I think is the bigger is the is the most You're probably right more likely truth. Uh, but he ends up growing a heart for Angus, and throughout the series of events, Angus he says uh, he gives Angus one wish for Christmas. He feels bad that he finally, after talking with Mary about her son and doing a little drinking. He starts to feel bad for Angus being alone and his mother abandoning him on Christmas. He gives him basically one wish. He goes, whatever you want, man, you tell me what you want. We'll figure it out. And he wants to go to Boston. Um, Why man. Boston? Least sexy accent in the history of accents. Well, we find out <laughs> that unbeknownst to Paul Giamatti at the time, Angus's father is in a mental institution in Boston. Mm. So he wants to go to Boston to see his father. Um, and it seems that he doesn't, Angus doesn't know the severity of his father's illness. Right. Uh, cause when we finally get to the mental institution, uh, and he meets the father, he has, uh, severe problems. He can't relate. He doesn't remember who his son is. He keeps asking random questions that aren't related to the conversation they're having. Mm -hmm. And it seems to take Angus a little bit about, about, uh, by surprise, uh, to not, it's a bit devastating. Yeah, I think he remembers his father one way and never saw him this way. So he expected him to be like he was when he knew him 15, 20 years ago, whenever he left. Um, and he's not. 
So after that meeting goes poorly, uh, you could see Angus is heartbroken. He's depressed. His mother left him. His father is not the person he remembers. He has no one in his life uh, for him. Uh, so they go back to the school and they find out that they broke the rules. And because the hospital calls Angus's mother, says, you know, your husband is now all out of sorts. Your son came by. He made him all crazy. We're kicking him out. We got to move him now. So the mother goes to the school, complains that Paul Giamatti took him out. Well, and... she complains that he manipulated Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Right. Um, so they were going to kick Angus out of the school and send him to military school. This is what Sixto was talking about earlier, that it's almost like, it reminded me of the Grinch. Like, the end of the Grinch where he says, his heart grew three, three sizes. sizes. Like, that almost happens to Paul Giamatti. He eventually goes, you know what, I'm going to take the heat for this. Angus did nothing wrong. It was my fault. He ends up losing his job to protect Angus, who gets to stay in the school. Uh, so you see the growth from, I hate kids, I don't want to do anything, to, and almost this job was everything. I'm like, he lived at the school, he worked at the school, he's been at the school since he graduated. He went to, he went to high school here, he went to college, got kicked out of college, came back to this school, and was mm -hmm. here his whole life. Mm -hmm. So he's been here since he's 15 years old. So he's been here 30, 40 years. This was everything to him. To give up his entire life for some kid he barely knew yeah. uh, was a massive growth in his character. Absolutely. I think that is interesting. Two things that you mentioned that you touched on here that I found very good, well done in the movie. Number one thing that I thought was... Re actually, it's three things. Number one thing is him in his social his social character with other people. Paul Yomadis. And how how Angus is trying really hard to fucking set him straight to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, uh, one of the teachers uh, uh, has uh, Miss Lydia. Is is I think is, is the name right, Lydia? Mm -hmm. um, she has a Christmas party, and um, she invites Paul Giamatti and. And Dominic, he's like, I'm Dominic, and Angus is like, why are you so afraid of fucking women? Like, why are you afraid of everybody? Mm -hmm. You should be a person and do the thing. He has to stench. He puts like extra things so he doesn't stink so much. He goes, he he's talking to the woman. And then it's a very funny moment where he's thinking that they're connecting. Yeah, he thinks and, they're flirting. And she's flirting with him. And then it turns out she has like a boyfriend. And you can see... Pollo Matt is acting at a fucking 10th caliber of good mm. where you see everything that happens in his face explains all of the thoughts that he's having in that moment and he's majestic because he kind of breaks your heart, you know? It does. And I don't know if you experience the same, but I think you could really feel for Paul Giamatti. Yeah, absolutely. Point. Like, everybody's been in a situation where a nice-looking girl may be talking to you and you think, yeah. hey, like, this nice... And then you go to some other guy, you're like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck like, was this, yeah. You feel you feel really bad for him at the moment, and then you learn, like, his disease and how self-conscious he is and how uh, he protects himself by just staying away rather than Being letting engaged. people in yeah. to know all these faults that he has. Uh, uh, I think that was a good... The movie... Right there is like an essence of what the whole movie is about. Right. And do you think, cause the, the second thing that I wanted to touch on that you touched on is his approach, the 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 approach of the movie to make you think that Angus's father is dead. 
from the get-go. Mm. Like from when he's talking to the mom and he's saying like, oh, you know, you just, just because dad is gone, you want to treat me like I'm gone too. And she's like, you know what? This is for me, which makes her sound a little horrible. I never liked her after that. Like if she only shows up like three times, so like, you know. Yeah. How, do, how can you really know what her side is? But it sounded like she was being incredibly selfish, uh, which she was, like a rich white person. It's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, and and do you find yourself as surprised? Not really. Once So the, what happens is um, Angus is trying to escape. He's with Paul Giamatti. They spend the whole day together. They go into a movies. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he walks off and goes into a cab. And Paul Giamatti grabs him. And he's like, where the fuck are you going? And he's like, Look, you can come with me if you want. After a little bit of discussion, he, and Paul Giamatti was like, of course I'll come with you to the fucking... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the mental institution. No, I, no, because he says, "Of course, I'll come with you to a cemetery." Oh yes, yes. And yes, then yes. they drive up. But the moment he said cemetery, I was like, "Oh, they're not going to a cemetery. This guy is alive," mm-hmm. because the kid had mentioned. So was it as a, as a big of a at least? Did you did you get that feeling from the gago that the father was dead until they said something? Yeah, I think, and that's the point. I think, uh, if you knew the father was where he was at the point at the moment. I don't think you would fully understand Angus as a person, uh, how ashamed he was of his father, how much he misses his father, how much he doesn't understand why his father is gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he gets a lot of his anger from that, Mm -hmm. why he's always so mad and and against everybody. He's always being told no. He's always being left abandoned. Uh, I think he feels in his heart that his father left him Mm -hmm. and... Not so much had to go away because he wasn't healthy, uh, but that he abandoned him. And then his mother does the same thing. You could see almost like he wants to be a child again. Yeah. Abandonment issues. Yeah. Like his mother left him. So the only thing he could think of now is, I just want to see my dad on Christmas. Yeah. Um, So I think that not being told to the audience gives us a lot of information about him that wouldn't have been found if he knew the whole time that that's what the scheme was. Yep. And the same thing with Paul Giamatti when you see why he acts like the way he acts. Yeah, same thing. Uh, and even with uh, the cafeteria worker, you see the, yeah. uh, you learn more about her story and why she's there and, you know, uh, how hard her son worked and how much she worked to get her son to where he was. Uh, that he had to join the fucking army. That's fucking heartbreaking, dude. Yeah, and said she was still working. Like, at the funeral, like, the next day, she's working back at the cafeteria uh, because she can't afford to not work the next day. Yeah, right. It's fucked up. I mean, and I don't think that was a funeral for her kid. I think it was a remembrance because they had already buried him. It's true. And it's a remembrance in the school because he went to the school kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think the polio Maddie scene, when you find out why he is how he is, fucking magical. Because he, he had never been as human as that scene, right? You have him bumping to one of his ex um, ex uh, schoolmates, and if you find out that he went to uh, Brown, where did he go? Harvard. Harvard, and he got kicked out. And the story was that there was some kid that copied his papers, but because the kid had more connections in Harvard, uh, his the kid's father gave more money. Yeah, they they planted it on Paul Giamatti, and he got to get kicked out, and. So Angus plays like he's his nephew 
because he's like, is this your kid? You know, the guy's like, it's so good to see you landing on your feet. Mm -hmm. And how are you? And where are you doing? And, you know, he's like, oh, I work in Europe. I work all over the place. I'm fucking fantastic. I'm amazing. I'm better than you. And <laughs> in, in a lot of words. And then the Angus is all like, yeah, I'm his nephew, Mark. And, you know, yeah, man, tell him about the book you're writing and all this shit, like to make him like boast up a little mm -hmm. bit more. And you find out the story that how he got kicked out. And I thought it is, you mentioned before transformation for these characters. The moment Paul Yomari, and I think this is true in all of life, he's not in the movie. Once you let go of those things and you say them out loud in front of somebody else, or even to yourself sometimes, and you let go of them, you change so much. Like there's something about you because you let go of it. You know, it's the arm down. Yeah. yeah, and it's out of you. So it's just like, oh, I've been holding on to this stupid feeling that I'm lesser than because I got kicked out when I deserve more. And I feel like Angus being on the side was a good part of that because he mm -hmm. always felt alone. Um, and that if people found out the truth about him, they would, uh, you know, get rid of him. Like, you're not worth being in my life. So for Angus to kind of stick by him and show him support, I think was a big, you know, uh, light bulb moment for him well, is that like, yeah. oh, I'm not alone in this world. Like, yeah. people do care about my feelings and want me to be happy. Uh, so I think that's what starts like give and take with Paul, like, oh, we'll take you to Boston. So, oh, we got a little bit of humanity. Like, oh, I'll protect you when this guy's making fun of you. Oh, you give it back to me. And there's a lot of back and forth. Um, so I think it was like the stepping stones to where it ended up, where Ang where Paul Giamatti gave up his job for him. Yeah. Um, there is a, on Christmas day, when this happens that, you know, they're like, they take him, they go to, uh, there's two things that happen Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. One is that Angus, everybody talks shit about Mary Lamb and her cooking. All of mm -hmm. the kids that are there, this is before they all live. And the worst of all of the kids, there's like a kid that's like the, there's like a kid that's like the representation of douchebag. Uh, I wish I could, maybe it's this kid that he plays Jason Smith, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Let me, let's take a look at this guy. But there's a kid that's talking about Mary and he's like, well, you know, she lost her kid, whatever, but she fucking, yeah, that's the kid. She fucking should, should be doing her job because she gets paid. It's that fucked up individual kind of approach to like, relax, motherfucker. I know you have money. Mm -hmm. You need to fucking bring it back because that's a human being. And in that dinner at Christmas Eve, uh, Angus is so nice to her. It's like, thank you for the dinner. This was delicious kind of thing. It's such growth for him too. It's such growth because they, they, they're not, they understand is is the exchange of being human. Yeah, I think it's kindness. You know, you, it starts with just a little bit of kindness mm -hmm. and that evolves to a little bit more kindness, mm -hmm. a little bit more and a little bit more, a little bit more. And I think Mary is the catalyst to that. Yeah. Mary is a kind person to begin with. Right. And she shows her kindness to Paul Giamatti, who then shows it to Angus, and right. then it becomes almost like a love fest between the three, is you show little, a little a little kindness, a little humanity to anybody, and they, they give it back. They give it back, right? They kind of return it. And also, there's a very funny scene Christmas Day, because Paul Giamatti feels bad for the kid. She makes him feel bad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, come on, man. Like, fucking, this kid is by himself in a fucking school. He's still a kid. So he goes and buys a little shitty tree and he gives them both 
the same book. The same book. And then uh, gives Mary like a bottle of liquor or whatever. But it's really fucking hilarious that he gives them both the same book. And Mary was like, you give the same book to everybody. And then you see at the end of the movie, yeah. he's cleaning out his office. He has a whole box of books. <laughs> it's the only gift he gives. Um, I I think that it was, it was such a feel-good movie. I mean, I know it was surrounded by sadness, but that was so necessary to feel good at the end. Yeah. I think it's a very, it's a movie in essence. Uh, about how to be a good person. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't matter your age. There's always time for you to turn around and be a good person. You could be a kid. You could be an old professor. You could be in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't matter what stage in life you are. There's always time to let people in and then return that favor what they do for you. Yeah, man. Um, there is one other scene that I loved, made me laugh, and is the the janitor is also in the school. Mm-hmm. So this the the three people you spend the most time is Mary, uh, Angus, and Paul. But uh, Danny, who is the janitor, shows up every so once. Yeah, he's got a couple of scenes there now. Mm-hmm. And in the Christmas party, he shows up and gives Mary Lamb, who Mary is like drinking. So now she's kind of getting bad mm. and she is taking over the like the radio because now she wants to listen to songs that remind her of her kid. She's fucked up and sad in this. Uh-huh. And Danny shows up with a gift for her. And I'm like, yo, Danny came in with the motherfucking heat. Yeah. <laughs> Danny came in and he was like, I, and she's like, well, I didn't get you anything, Danny. And he was like, oh, you give me that smile. And I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is gay. Smooth, man. <laughs> He's getting it. And, you know, I would like to think that they got married at some point afterwards, you know, um, especially because he's letting her ride her sadness, but he's there for her sadness too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a very cute scene between Angus and, like, some girl that's at the party, which I thought was very cute. It, ne- it never went anywhere, but it was it was kind of adorable. Yeah. Um, that I was sad that I didn't go anywhere, though. I was a little bit annoyed. I was like, come on, man. Exchange fucking cell numbers or whatever. Not cell numbers. 1970. Whatever, you know what I mean. Get a pager number. They don't have pages. They don't have email. They have nothing. Yeah, give her your email. No email. Is Angus the meat? So it's it. is Angus steak at hotmail dot com. It's <laughs> it's uh, Angus at peanutbutter.ass.com. dot com. Um, the movie is it's a movie that you have to. Give your attention to. Yeah, it's a slow movie. Um, I mean, it's not a big like it's 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 dialogue driven. It's character. Yeah, yeah. So there's not you know big crazy scenes. There's not a lot of action and adventure. It's a movie where you got to sit down and just watch these people grow, um, which I think is going to hurt it in the Oscars. That it's not going to get the buzz it deserves. Yeah, just because there's not. That thing to like grab on. It's a story that's been told a thousand times. I mean, this story's done really, really well. The yeah. acting is done really, really well. But yeah. there's nothing really unique no, about but, it. No, but I think what, what it is, number one, from the get-go, and this is why I like the movie from the get-go. When the when the opening graphics come on to, like, graphics, the opening, um, what's it called? The Title. titles comes on and, and like the... 
the company titles and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it was very 1970s, yeah. 1960s. So I was already like, am I watching the right movie? But I was like, if I am, I love every second of this. Because it just looked like it's universal from it like an old time ago. very much attention to detail. Yeah, and that's what I think this movie is all through. It's people just paying attention to all of the details and trying to make it so that you understand this is about nuisance and it's about acting. Mm-hmm. It's not about, and it's about dialogue. It's about all of those little details will show you and you're spending your time with these characters. And I think it's very old school movie making, which yeah. I think is important because it's an old school 1970s movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think it helps the movie setting it back, you know, 50 years is like this is how movies were done back then. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, CGI and all these crazy things started taking over. I think this gives, I would like to hope this gives Paul Giamatti the uh, front runner of the best best Oscar actor. But I think everywhere else is going to fall short because it's one of those movies that doesn't get the headlines. It's like, no, oh, I... yeah, The Holdovers. I remember that movie. Like, it's not... But it's so powerful, and it's about emo- like I've been talking for for a, especially the last movie that we did, which was um, uh, the Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. We were talking a lot about the actor's job is to portray the sentiment and make you feel it. Yeah, and that's all of what this movie does. Told, but what the only thing that's lacking is the star power. Yeah, like it doesn't have the star power Killer Moon has. It doesn't have the uniqueness that Poor Things has. Right. Uh, so it's missing those type of things. I hope it gets a lot of love. I think it deserves a lot of love. I just feel like these are one of those movies that kind of falls to the wayside because there's not that one thing you could point to. Like, But I mean, for you, I mean, I don't know if for you, but for me, what, he po- I, what I can point to is how fucking good it is as a movie. That's it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a great movie, but there's not like... That's but but that's not, like the, the, not the superfi- the superficial yeah. thing that everybody looks for. Yeah. The the ads or the love that I think it deserves. Yeah. Um, um, it, which is too sad. Yeah, which you're is right. sad. But, yeah. Um so here at Two Friends in a movie with Matt and Sixto, mm-hmm. we have a rating system. That's right. Zero toes yeah. being what Dune Two will be. No, that's not what I'm just saying. I haven't even seen Dune 2. I'm telling you, that's what it's going to be. It's not, right? though. Um, and Six Toes being Freddy Got Figured. It's not. This, an absolute, absolutely backwards. Masterpiece. Absolutely backwards. All right, so people who don't understand, Zero Toes is terrible. Yeah. Six Toes is the pinnacle of perfection. Pinnacle. How many toes do you give in the holdovers? I'll tell you. Not the leftovers. I'll tell you right after this commercial break. Okay, be right back. Hey, you like butter? I do. We don't have butter. Oh, no. We got peanut butter for your ass. Hey. <laughs> Put peanut butter on your bread. Put peanut butter on your bagel. Put peanut butter just with peanut butter. Where else can I put that peanut butter? Put that peanut butter on your ass. Hey. <laughs> sold wherever peanut butter is sold. Anyways, we're back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that ad. We're back with our rating system. I just, in case you missed it, asked Sixto what his toe rating of the holdovers would be. Not the leftovers. 
not the leftovers. That's for after dinner. Uh, Nick Stowe, what do you got? So, I'm sorry. So, I I have to tell you. Tell me. Really fucking love this movie. Me too. I loved every second of this movie. It's exactly the kind of movie that people that they don't make anymore. Since Marvel took over how you make movies, we'll be missing this. And I know it's a small movie. It should be small. That's fine. It should exist. I'm saying not every movie needs to be a blockbuster. Right. Like it this movie this. should exist. Yeah. And it does. And I'm so fucking happy for it. And this really from the little kids. At, at the, you know, in the middle of the movie that live on the helicopter to the asshole kids. And like scenes like when the one kid takes uh, Angus's picture and then he returns it and writes asshole on it. And you think Angus's dad is dead. And you understand how kids are assholes. All of these kids were uh, fucking amazing. All of the kids, that's tough. Getting amazing kids. Um, to again, about it. Paul, I struck out twice. <laughs> to Paul, in acting, in acting. To Paul Giamatti really putting off, pulling off all of that he did, I think this movie deserves four and a half toes. I think it's, I, I, for me personally, it did everything a movie supposed to do. I know it's very old school in its making, but I appreciate that too. It's so fucking good. Um, there is a thing, though, that we didn't talk about. It's Paul Giamatti's eyes. Oh, yes. And I'm wondering if it was CGI because they look huge. Like, they call him Wall-Eye because, like, his eyes go different directions. Right. And it becomes a thing throughout the movie. I can't believe you forgot to mention this, is what you could see the moment that Angus now feels comfortable enough with Paul Giamatti is he asks him, what eye do I have to look at? Because they're both going opposite directions. And you see, he doesn't answer him right away. Um and I think that's, you know, uh, overtones as Paul Giamatti wasn't ready to let him in yet. Yeah. And then later in the movie, he does, at the end, after he gives up his job for him, he tells him which eye you should look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's that full circle moment. Yes. Where. So good. You're now included in my circle. So good, so good. Um, Matt. Yes! Six-toe! Um, <laughs> here at the Friends of the Movie, we do the six-toe challenge. I know. I oh, just wait. said it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge. Uh, what is your rating for this movie? I give it a five toes. Whoa. Five toes. There's not a lot for me to point out that I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it the whole way through. Yeah. Um, The only little knock, I guess, is it was a little slow getting yeah. going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's why I get it four and a half. Yeah, that's why I yeah. drop it down to five, just because it's just a little slow getting going. Um, but that is just nitpicking. Like, yes, absolutely. The movie is great the way it is. Absolutely. Uh, me changing it would not do any good for anybody. Right. Uh, I don't think it quite hits that six toe mark, but it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a five toe movie for me. I think I speak for six toe when I say we recommend this to all our listeners. All of them. Uh, Andy Sabbath. A movie you should check out it's on peacock right now yeah um it's a good it's a good movie it's a good feel good movie yeah it's a nice like it's february it's cold outside it's dark get yourself a hot chocolate absolutely popcorn get on the couch hot chocolate and popcorn yeah why not what would you eat hot chocolate and popcorn you'll be farting the whole night well 
from hot chocolate and popcorn. Yeah. Why do you eat with hot chocolates? Why are you watch a movie? I don't eat. I, I watch. I don't. What, I don't eat. I don't drink hot chocolate when I'm watching a movie. I, I know, eat, but I'm dead to see <laughs> that you're cold. Yeah. That dark. Okay. You don't want a nice latte. <laughs> you want something warm. Yeah, but then don't do the popcorn. But you gotta have something to snack on. Well, I guess like like cookies. Cookies. Hot chocolate and cookies. You can't snack on cookies. You have. <laughs> One or two cookies, and then that's it. You need something. This is a bad combination, bro. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> so I think they go together. I think you're being very close-minded, <laughs> like Paul G. Myers did in this movie. And you need to be kind to my sad references. Oh, Maybe man. give it a shot. Maybe for the next movie, you get on your couch, you get yourself some popcorn, you get yourself some hot chocolate. <laughs> Try it out. Maybe you enjoy your day just a little bit more. I don't I don't think I will, but you know. You know, you make the hot chocolate really sweet. Yeah. And then you make the popcorn salty, mm. and you get a little bit of sweetness, you get a little bit of saltiness. I mean, I, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just arguing that. And pretzels. Okay. Pretzels better? I mean, you fuck your pretzels. It's hot food and hot chocolate, motherfucker. You can't eat fucking pretzels in the movie. When's the last time you went to a movie theater and it's just fucking pretzels sitting there? They have Never. those mini pretzels, though. No, right? You don't get a bag of pretzels at a movie. That's what you moron. You get the mini pretzels with the cheese. No one has it. It's a hot pretzel. Yeah. A soft one. That's how you snack on that. No, they're mini pretzels. No, they're like bite size. Come on, man. I'm telling you, you, they have them. They don't. It's no. <laughs> oh, next to the popcorn maker, <laughs> can you give me some of those pretzels from the pretzel maker? No, it's not, <laughs> it's not a thing, man. You're ridiculous. Listen, Anyways, yes, man who knows how to snack. I mean, and you're doing it all wrong. I, I guess I am. I just, I never thought I could put hot press, hot chocolate. And popcorn together. You got you got the warm popcorn with the is, butter, with the butter and the salt. There's no butter. It's peanut butter. And peanut butter <laughs> for the ass. <laughs> All right, we're right. What do we, we what do we do with next? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we're supposed to do. Um, we gotta do poor things. Poor that's, things. That's gotta be the next one. I think. And so. as we build up this Oscar buzz. We gotta start hitting those Oscar movies. We have to. We have to be quick about it. We did Killer. We did Killer Moon. We did Holdovers. Yeah. Next, we gotta do Poor Things. But it's just the problem. Bring up the Oscar What what are the best movies again? Let's see. Best Picture, American Fiction, which I have at home. I haven't seen it. Anatomy Anatomy of All Fall. I haven't seen it. I really want to see. Barbie. We did Barbie. Wait, Barbie got nominated? Yeah, I thought he wasn't nominated. Yeah. The Holdovers. Which we just did. Killers of the Flower Moon. Which we've done. Maestro. Don't know it. Oppenheimer. Done. Past Lives. Don't know it. Poor Things. We're gonna do. The Zone of Interest. You know. Never even fucking heard of it. You know, just to be that uh, uh, in your face with it, like, this is the zone of interest. You know, fuck you. I make my own interest. <laughs> Maybe I don't like your zone. This better have this better have everything that I love. Yeah. Anime, porn, fucking guitars. Fucking hot chocolate <laughs> and popcorn. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> popcorn. I need it all. <laughs> Wait, this better, is my only zone of interest. This they better fucking have it. Is all I'm saying. Listen, that movie. When we do our Oscar special, that movie, man. That movie's not gonna win anything, bro. That's the movie. That's gonna be the sleeper that we didn't yeah. watch, and he's gonna win like best actor or some shit. It's got like everybody. Fucking the zone of so interest. I want to do poor things. And what was that movie? Uh, Saltburn. That's getting a lot of. Oh yeah, too. Saltburn. I got that at home too. We should, look at, should look at that too. Anyways, we're on our way, man. We need American fiction. We need Anatomy of a Fall. What just happened? You need new music on Friday. I don't need you the computer's telling you. I don't need new music. You need, not today. On Friday. Friday. Okay. We need Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, we need Maestro, which I've heard a lot of good things we about it. This. Yeah, but this is the movie that we, I'm just saying the ones we need. We know the ones we need. Past we lives and the zone of interest. I'm just making it clearer and shorter because you said too many fucking things. Then everything. <laughs> <laughs> I gave all the information. <laughs> I'm sorry I repeat it. On, I need man. to I need to put it in my brain. That's how I do it. By repeating my words? Yes. Anyways, I think we're done over Listen, here. Listen, there's American fiction. <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall. Wait. <laughs> I'm just putting it in more words. <laughs> you dick. Um, how do we end this now? We still oh, haven't figured out an ending. This is best podcast you're going to hear this week. Tell him. It's been well documented. Tell him. It's, it's a proven fact <laughs> that this is the best podcast you'll hear this week. It's been documented. It's been well documented. Shit. There it is. I like that joke. You made that joke to me. I really like it. It's a good joke. We're going to end like that from now on. All right. We got to do it smoother next time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's smooth that out. Anyways. I'm going to... Hamana, 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 what? Hamana, hamana, hamana. What? Oh, we got to it now? My, uh, to the moon with you, sick though. Just cue the music. Two friends in a movie. 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 in the movie.